I'm Karen Nelson, and you're listening to Becoming You Again, episode number 86. Welcome to Becoming You Again, the podcast to help with your mental and emotional well-being during and after divorce. This is where you learn to overcome the trauma of your divorce by reconnecting with yourself, creating lasting emotional resilience, and living a truly independent life so your life will be even better than when you were married. I'm your host, Karen Nelson. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so glad that you're here. How is everything going? I had such a nice week, I have to say. I got my hair trimmed. Now, this may not sound like a big deal to you, but it's a big deal to me. It has been many, many months since I have had my hair cut. Here's the story. I used to go to a woman who I loved. She knew my hair. And if you don't know what I look like, I have very thick, long naturally curly hair. If you don't have naturally curly hair, then let me just explain something about curly hair. It has a mind of its own. It does what it wants. And sometimes that means it's going to look amazing. And I had nothing to do with it. And other times it's going to look like a disaster frizzball on my head. And again, I had nothing to do with that. But finding someone who knows how to cut and handle curly hair is such a hassle. It has been my entire life. And so when I find someone that knows my hair, that knows curly hair, that does a really good job, and I feel great after I leave their studio, I like to stick with that person for a very long time. And so I had a woman and I went to her every probably five to six weeks for years. And then her husband retired and they only had one kid left at home And she was a senior, so earlier in 2022, they decided that they were going to move to Puerto Rico. They had traveled there many times, and they really loved it, and so they bought a house, and they moved. And my last haircut with her was early in 2022. Like, I want to say April, but it it might have even been earlier than that. I can't even remember. It's been so long. And I was very happy and excited for this new adventure that they were taking, but also... I have to say, I was freaking devastated (laughs) that I now had to find someone new to cut my hair. And so you know what I did? I didn't find someone to cut my hair. I just didn't look. I couldn't be bothered. I didn't want to. I was telling myself that it was too hard, that it was too much work. And let's just be real here. Can we just be real for one minute? Finding a new stylist is no one's favorite thing to do, okay? It's stressful. But finally, the other day, my son, who has long, thick hair and was wanting to get his hair trimmed, and he came to me and was like, can you help me find someone to help me get my hair trimmed? And I was like, all right, we're doing this. We're finding someone. And so I put the feelers out there for somebody who works with curly hair and found someone. And we went and I got my hair trimmed. And so in a nutshell, that was the highlight of my week. It really wasn't as hard as I was telling myself that it was going to be. It was actually quite easy, (laughs) which is like the most hilarious thing that we do. Our brains are so funny, right? We make things that are going to be really difficult. We build them up in our head. And so we don't even do them. But then it's not even a big deal. So it's hilarious. Anyway, that was my week. I got my hair trimmed and it was amazing. And it's so great. And I'm so happy that it's been done. How has your week been? I hope you've had some nice things going on for you. And if not, then hopefully this podcast episode on divorce grief will offer you some solace in the things that you might be struggling with. All right. So I wanted to talk 
about divorce grief to offer you kind of a better understanding of what is happening when you go through a divorce and the loss of what was. The majority of my clients I have worked with one-on-one have felt grief around the divorce and we have worked through it and processed through it. And I myself have gone through my own grieving process and felt grief because of my divorce. And normally when I'm coaching my clients, we talk about grief as a feeling inside our body that shows up when we have specific thoughts about our divorce, about life before divorce, about what they have missed out on, about the loss of what their life was going to be or could have possibly been. I think it's important to recognize that grief is a feeling that we feel inside our body, but it's also kind of more than that because it encompasses so much more than what we're feeling inside of our body, right? Now, don't misunderstand me here. That feeling inside your body, that feeling of grief, it is really important to recognize and to make space for it to be present. But grief isn't just that feeling, because there are so many other factors that contribute to grief and our response to it. And so I'm going to talk about some of those things today. It's important to know that grief, like I just said, isn't just a feeling, but what it is, is it's a natural human response to a perceived loss. You can feel grief and experience the grief process for so many things in your life. Now, most people attribute grief and experience the grieving process with the loss of a loved one. But if we go by the definition that I just gave, it's very clear that grief is a natural human response to a perceived loss. And knowing that is going to allow us to open ourselves up and give ourselves permission to feel the grief that shows up when we experience a divorce. Divorce grief can show up in many different forms. You may feel grief at the loss of being with your partner. You may feel grief over the loss of what your life was before the divorce or the loss of what you thought your life was going to look like in the future. You may feel grief over the loss of spending a certain amount of time with your kids or grief over the loss of the amount of money in your bank account. Maybe you shared a pet in your marriage and your ex got the pet in the divorce. You may be feeling grief over not having that pet in your life. What I hope that you are recognizing and understanding is that grief comes in many forms and it is natural and it is normal to feel it and to process through it. And grief is going to look different for every human being. Now, we've all heard of the five stages of grief, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. These stages are a theory that was developed by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, and she released this theory in her book on death and dying. It came out in 1969. These were stages that she observed while studying people with terminal illness facing their own death, which I think is really interesting because these five stages have since been adopted by mainstream society as the, capital T-H-E, the way to grieve. And if you aren't doing it this way, then you're doing something wrong. But that is a misconception. There is no wrong way to do grief, and there is no right way to do grief. Kubler-Ross's stages were a theory of what some people might go through, and they didn't necessarily go in any certain order. And again, 
recognizing that that's a theory will maybe help you understand that your way doesn't have to look that way. It's an idea and these things might happen, but it's not necessarily going to happen or going to happen in that way as you process through your own grief. You may go through all of these stages, one or two of these stages, none, and instead it might look something more like barely surviving, surviving, and then thriving. There's a lot of different theories out there on what the grief process might look like for you. But again, it's such a personal thing that I want you to start trying to wrap your mind around the idea that your grief process is going to be unique and particular to you. It doesn't have to look a certain way, and you are not doing grief wrong, whatever it looks like for you. Grief doesn't move through us and through our life in a linear way. It is much more complex, much more fluid, much more fluctuant than that. You've probably seen those memes where there's a straight line, And then it's captioned under the straight line and it says something like how you think achieving your goal will be. And then underneath the straight line is a squiggly jumbled mess of twists and turns eventually leading to the same place the straight line ends with the caption that says something like how actually achieving your goal will be. And I want you to use this visual when it comes to grief as well. We think and we have kind of been taught by society that grief is going to be linear or it should be linear first you're going to feel denial and then you're going to feel anger and then you'll start to bargain, et cetera, et cetera, right? But grief isn't linear at all. It's much more a process of the jumbled, twisty, back and forth, up and down, all around, all over the place kind of process. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It is part of the process. And again, your jumbled back and forth, up and down, all over the place process is going to look different than mine or your neighbors, or your friend who got divorced two years ago. And so often we believe that with grief, the goal is to be able to move past it. This might sound something like, once I can finally get through this stage, then I'll have moved past my grief and I can get on with my life. But I personally believe that the goal is more in line with instead being able to expand ourselves and adjust and integrate that grief into our life. Because we as humans, with those human brains that are amazing, are constantly getting thoughts that are being offered to us about all kinds of things. We can't turn off our thoughts. And so That means that you could be 15 years out from your divorce, having expanded and adjusted and moved forward in your life. Maybe you're remarried with a partner that you love in a home that you love with your kids surrounding you and life is going really great. And then your brain will offer you some thoughts about the past and what might have been if you had stayed or if there was no divorce. And you will probably feel some grief about that. This is a natural thing to have happen. I'm six years out from my divorce, and there are still moments every once in a while where I will feel that flare of grief from the loss of my marriage and being able to be with my kids all the time. And when this happens, I open myself up to feeling and allowing that grief to be present inside of me. I don't try and run away from it. I don't try and pretend like it's not there. I don't even try and make it mean that I made the wrong decision or that I shouldn't have asked for the divorce, or I made a mistake in my decision. Instead, I open up the door, 
I invite the grief in and it stays with me for a little bit. And then after a little while, it's gone and it will come back to visit again in the future. And it's okay. Now, many of you listening to this podcast are probably not to that phase where grief only comes to visit every so often. Many of you are probably in the phase of grief where it feels very heavy and hard and raw and constant. And this is where I would invite you to open yourself up to allowing the grief to be with you. This is where processing what you're feeling is going to be very useful. And I'm not really going to go into the process of how to process an emotion in this podcast. I've covered that in several other podcasts. So if you're not sure what I'm talking about, when I say processing and allowing your grief to be with you, then go listen to one of those episodes off the top of my head. Uh, I know episode number 30, I'm pretty sure is processing emotions. I just did one a few episodes ago called emotional intelligence. You can check that one out. And I know there are a few others sprinkled in there where I really talk about this idea of opening yourself up to and processing the emotions, becoming friends with it, but learning to be open to it and learning to understand and accept what you're feeling and letting the grief be with you is what's going to help you expand and grow with your grief and allow it to integrate into your life instead of trying to get to that point where you've moved past it. Divorce grief is real. You are allowed to feel sad about the many losses that are attached to divorce. You are allowed to mourn those losses in whatever way works for you. Your grief process doesn't have to look like anyone else's. It's yours. Remember, there is no right or wrong way to process grief. There's just your way. That's what I have for you today, my friends. I love you. I am so grateful to you for being here and listening and for showing up for yourself, which is the most important part of all of this. I will be back next week. If you like what you're learning on the podcast and you're ready to create lasting change and results in your life, then you need to be working one-on-one with Karen as your divorce coach. This is where we take everything you're learning in the podcast and 10 exit with implementation and weekly coaching, where you start to see change in yourself and your life immediately. To find out more about how to work exclusively with Karen, go to www.karennelsoncoaching.com. That's www.karennelsoncoaching.com. Thanks for listening. If this podcast agreed with you in any way, please take a minute to follow and give it a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. And for more details about how I can help you live an even better life than when you were married, make sure and check out the full show notes by clicking the link in the description.